Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom Podcast. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. We are here with a beautiful friend and guest, Nike Oria, empowerment catalyst, connecting humans to their intuitive gifts and embracing the magic of being themselves while working with goddesses and ancestors. Hi, Nike. Welcome. Welcome. Hi. I'm so excited to be here today. We are so excited to have you. Truly. I was going to say the same thing. So all that came out was... <laughs> a little stutter. It's good. It's not like we're live. It's fine. Or anything. Um, yeah, Nike, ever since, well, you've been on this podcast before, so people, our audience knows of you well, but ever since our Sedona retreat, which was, God, it's so crazy how time has flown since then, but, um, you know, six weeks ago or something like that. Wow. Uh, we've been talking about you. We've been talking about you on this podcast and talking about the work that you do and the work that you did at the podcast, specifically with relation to ancestors and the importance of it. And so um, this today is going to be the first part of a four-part series in diving into ancestry, ancestor work with you and with mm-hmm. us. So. Yes. Tell us about tell us about ancestor work and ancestral healing and and you know how you're working with people to do that now. Yeah, so I am now understanding that a part of my purpose is to really connect people to their humanness. Like the way that we incarnated in this physical body, in this physical reality. Mm -hmm. And our ancestors are a huge component of that because they went through the same exact thing. And Mm -hmm. I say a lot of what I do isn't like ascending, it's grounding down, like anchoring down. And ancestral work is a huge part of our anchor towards earth, literally, this is a little morbid, but our ancestors are like literally in earth right now. Mm -hmm. So connecting to the earth in that way um, can be really beneficial as well when we're reconnecting with our soul and our purpose in this human form, because a lot of us are excited about our purpose and non-human forms when we learned that we were star seeds or we were Mm -hmm. descendants of deities and fairies and things like that but we're just not as excited about our purpose as humans because we have been 
um, given this narrative that being human is magical, but it's so magical. And in fact, you incarnated with the magical abilities of your ancestors. So a lot of our ancestors extend so far beyond what we can even imagine. And within every generation, they pass down intuitive gifts and magical abilities that a lot of us are now reconnecting to without understanding that it's been a part of ancient wisdom and it's been a part of our family lineage for so long due to the programming that has happened that has kind of severed a lot of people from that connection. Mm, I think that's such a good point. And I feel like um, we need some grounding, you know, because so many people in the spiritual community work up here in the higher frequencies and the um, non-earth frequencies, right? And I feel like we don't give enough credit to earthing and grounding and really coming into our humanness. And I think that can really be detrimental. What are your feelings on that? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Alexa. Yeah. No, I was just going to add on to that and say like, and also like, what's the point? It's like, I don't know if we're up there and accessing all that information, if we can't ground it in, if we can't apply it to our human life, literally what's the point of accessing it? Like, and I I feel like that's what you're talking about. Nike is like this missing component in our spirituality Mm -hmm. is that grounding piece. And the ancestors are a big part of that. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's like, Every ET that I've ever connected to also says the same thing. And oftentimes we just dismiss it. Like if you've ever talked to ARC-9 or any other collective uh, ET source, they all say your purpose in this life isn't to save the world, isn't to save humanity. It's to be human and indulge in being human. And I never really got that a couple years ago. Um, But as I've really centered ancestral connection in my spirituality, now I get it. If we weren't meant to be human, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have chosen to be here, if that's what you believe, or been like plopped down here, if that's what you believe. Mm-hmm. We are supposed to engage in this humanness. If we were always supposed to be up here, then we would be up there. But we're here grounded. We're here connecting to dirt and soil and natural resources for a reason. And our ancestors can be that kind of happy middle ground too, where yes, we want to connect intuitively and we do want to connect um, with other beings and get a little up there, but also they bring in this grounded energy of you're still human and your connection here is just as important and valid as your connection up there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that hundred percent. And I also, like you were saying, people consider being human, not magical or not important But I also feel like that can lead to a lot of really negative things in the aspect of feeling like you're above certain laws and rules that humans abide by because you aren't human or something along those lines. And also, we've all met and slash have been those people that are, and I say this with love, everyone listening, that like a pin drops and you're like, what does it mean? (laughs) And like everything has a meaning. And sometimes like, we're human and that's what it means. And like where our ancestors are trying to tell us 
be human. Yeah. And be present because mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, the extension stuff and um, connecting up a lot of times doesn't allow us to be present in this moment. We're looking mm-hmm. beyond or even connecting to past lives. We're looking in the past and we're not really allowing the now. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. I, I love this because lately it's so interesting Actually, it's really been since the retreat. So, like, I really feel like so much happened at the retreat that I'm still integrating. But lately, I've, even though we started out this podcast being, like, so woo-woo. And I love the woo-woo. Like, don't get me wrong. Whatever we want to call it. But we call it woo affectionately. But, you know, all the 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 stuff we're talking about, this astral stuff and the stuff that's going on that we can't see, that's really kind of, like, what we started out focusing this podcast on. But lately, I've just felt like I want to – I really want to have more human experiences. I'm not as interested in that stuff anymore. Is it so fun when we interview, like, JFK? Sure. It's great. That's a fun time. I like it, you know? But – And does amazing information come through the ARC-9? Yes, and it's soothing and it's great. But like, honestly, the experiences I'm so much more interested in having right now are the earthly human experiences Mm -hmm. and and the experiences with other humans. And so again, it's interesting that as you're describing Nike, like that's what the ancestor, it's like almost the ancestor, focusing on ancestor work almost seems like that happy medium between kind of like what you can't see, but reconnecting back to the earth earthiness and the magic and beauty of being human and being here at this time. Yeah, exactly. And it's also right now, I think a lot of us are craving balance. Like it's sometimes necessary to be on one side of the extreme because we're looking for something to soothe us or to heal us or to give us something But once we have that and we integrated, a lot of times we are seeking to now go into balance and now to use the tools that we've learned and bring it to this human experience. But what often gets lost is the lack of awareness of that balance is feasible, right? Mm -hmm. We can both be in the metaphysical and the physical But a lot of times we don't allow ourselves to do that. It's like, oh, if I'm spiritual, then I have to do this, this, and this, and this. Because that's what spiritual means. And if I'm not spiritual, I'm like this, this, and this. Um, And so ancestral connection, again, I mean, our ancestors had histories. There's like no denying that a lot of our ancestors were a part of history. A lot of them navigate this human experience. And you can look at what they went through in a history book yet they also are still connected to um, even the astral realm, even the um, metaphysical realm. Um, So their experiences are both valid and also happening and linear. However, so are ours. Mm -hmm. And so once we see that connection and we see how they can seamlessly be in balance, we also have that empowerment through their example to seek balance and then have that balance be sustainable. Hmm. I think that's, that's beautifully said. I, I know that you're going to touch on this topic. So maybe now is not an appropriate time to talk about it. And if not, please let me know. Um, But the idea of I said to you in particular, I am nervous slash embarrassed of my ancestors 
right? Because I don't think they were nice people. Like I'm 99% sure they were not nice people um, based on my current family track record. And so how do you navigate concerns and worries that people may have? Yeah, I think so many people are worried about that, right? Like, <laughs> I know that this happened in my lineage or my ancestors were a part of this. And I don't want to connect to that because I feel like that's ugly. And I don't mm-hmm. want to do that. I'm ashamed of that. And that's a valid, that's a valid feeling. And I think understanding that just like us and people around us, some are good, some are bad, or even within us, some parts we've and actions we've done are good and some are bad. Everyone has that. Every Mm -hmm. single person has ancestors that were shitty and ancestors that were amazing and ancestors that were just there. Um, I think the thing though is number one, you have autonomy over your connection with your ancestors because you're the one on this physical plane. Therefore you can still, boundaries with them I think working with ancestors actually enforces why setting boundaries is so important in the Mm -hmm. metaphysical and in the physical as well so you can connect to the ancestors that have your highest intention in mind you don't have to connect with that weird uncle who had really weird rumors about him in 1981 you know like we don't have to connect with that it's more so understanding that we're connecting to the hub that's also why I don't necessarily connect with individual ancestors ancestors unless they have a specific lesson to teach me i'm really connecting to the hub of ancestry that Mm. extends beyond like our grandparents and their grandparents and their grandparents it's like really extending to oneness and more so the collective energy that can help really support us in our spiritual journey and also understand our ancestral gifts Mm, that's beautiful i did not know that we will be connecting to the hub i like that i like that idea yeah, so we're not just connecting to like grandma. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> what just happened? My grandma's like, the hell you aren't. Sounded like, go ahead. <laughs> What's also so funny about ancestors is the way that they appear is very physical too. And I'm going to tap into both of y'all because we were in the retreat and it's also interesting. Our ancestors are so unique to us. Yeah. And so the way that they present themselves and they connect with us is very unique, uh, which is why it's really important if you want to do that connection to really do it for yourself within yourself. So like have someone who's kind of giving you the tools, but having you do the work. Um, so yes, that was a, an example. <laughs> that is wild. My grandmother is bitchy, so you know, it would make sense if she did that. But yes, we are connecting beyond grandma. Um, <laughs> and you can even connect with metaphysical ancestry. I talked about it in my podcast with Alexa. So if anyone's interested, they can check out Pretty Intuitive Podcasts um, in that episode where we talk about mythological ancestry. But that's also an option to connect to and to um, start healing with as well, especially if you're really hesitant to connect with the human ones because of that fear. Well, where where do we start? Okay, well, let's talk about it. So first, actually, I want to talk about what how how we're in the space right now. Um, so Alexa, can I share about right before 
um, we were going to go on. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. we almost did not record this because um, Alexa, there's like a tornado warning you said. Yeah. It just came on again while we were recording. That's why I muted myself, but it's all good. I think we're yeah. fine. Uh, we're fine. And Unless in like two seconds, you just see like the windows smash in and like. Oh my gosh, don't say that. (laughs) I don't think it'll happen. It would just be an amazing thing to watch over Zoom, don't you think? Go ahead. That would be be amazing. um, And also because we spent four very long, intimate, intense days in Sedona. Yes, we did. And we did a lot of ancestral connection. Like, I saw your ancestors so much. Um, uh, the way that Alexis' ancestors kind of present themselves is in the physical. So they're loud. That's why Alexa <laughs> um, her is loud so many times. Oh, no, not, that's not, well, maybe that comes from your language. <laughs> but like they overwhelm your environment. So they don't necessarily oh. overwhelm your nervous system, they overwhelm your environment. So, like, when you sent that message, I was like, oh, yes, they're here. They're ready to go. Oh, my God. Um, they're going to allow the conversation, I'm pretty sure, but like there's their presence is there near and like they're ready to be witness. Um, Ambies is a little more su- subtle, they overwhelm her nervous system, so with like little headaches and nudges and like stomach aches and things like that. Um, <laughs> disrespect. <laughs> to kind of get your attention. So already y'all's ancestry and how it's playing out is so unique and it's so intimate too, because you're really tapping into that energy. Even though unconsciously, maybe you didn't know, um, I bet if you start to like realize all the times that like you've ever had that stomach ache, Ambie or Alexa, like something has like weather has been crazy or there's been like something really um, dramatic happening. Like now they're showing me your wedding. Didn't something crazy happen? Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. That was a wild ride, her literally, wedding. Literally, literally, the guy that married us, we just saw him and we haven't seen him in a year. He's a good friend of ours, but we haven't seen him. And he literally was like, the topic of my wedding just got brought up and he suddenly just starts standing up being like, you all have to listen to what I witnessed at this wedding. Trees, hundred year old trees ripped <laughs> up by their roots. Like, so actually Nike, I love that idea because, um, I love that. I, I love that. Like at, at now thinking of my wedding, like I already thought of it as like, you know, it was just such a story to tell, but now I think of it as like, they're like, I'm here. Let's, do this let's yeah. party really cool your yeah. wedding was so beautiful go ahead sorry nike yeah and like it was so dramatic right but it, it so still dramatic. happened and it was so beautiful and it, they allowed it to happen so yes. that is how they show up for you okay. <laughs> <laughs> i'm meant to live a dramatic life i guess yeah um, like mine i think um it's so emily at the retreat this happened it's so Emily, sorry. It's so funny at the retreat, this happened and Emily mentioned it. My ancestors sometimes, um, when I don't wanna say something, but they're like, say it, they overwhelm my nervous system and they start to make me cry because I'm not like a huge crier. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I am at night, but not during <laughs> the day. And so um, 
uh, there was a moment at the retreat where my ancestors like you just have to say it when we were trying to push that um mm-hmm. the native american soul um and they were just like you just have to say it so i started crying and my voice got shaky and then emily looks next looks at me after i said it and she's like are you okay and i'm like yeah i'm fine <laughs> like i went back to normal because i wasn't like actually emotional but that yeah. kind of overwhelmed me in order to let me know it kind of pushed me into you need to say this right now but I've also kind of built that relationship with them if i told them hey i don't really like this this is embarrassing me they would stop it if i set that boundary so with the things that how they show up with y'all if you don't like it you can set that boundary now that you know um set that boundary quick <laughs> but it's just interesting how they also kind of show up in a way that's like going to just draw your attention and make you really stop in that present moment like ooh, i have a stomach ache right now i'm noticing my body right now oh wow that tree just fell down i'm noticing my environment right now Hmm. Well that, well, that was going to be my question. So, like, when they make themselves known in whatever way it is, is it because it's like, you know, it's like your guides, like, okay, there's something to pay attention to, you're not listening, or what, like, what, can it be anything, or like, what is the, what is to be uh, learned Gained? in that moment? Yeah. yeah, so it can be anything, but I think when you want to get more specific in the why, it depends on what you need to heal or what is a part of your lineage. So um, we've all incarnated with some healing that needs to be done that maybe we haven't necessarily developed in this lifetime. Like there's been things that have happened and we're like, why is this happening? Because I didn't know I had trauma with this because I didn't have trauma with this in my this lifetime. However, it's such a huge part of my life. and whoops, it happens to my mother, and whoops, it happened to her aunt. Um, So the way that they present themselves can be because of some ancestral stuff that's happening. Um, If I'm tapping in briefly for you, Alexa, it's just like they're saying they come when you're about to have, like, your head's up in the cloud. Like, they just showed your neck, like, really long and, like, (laughs) popping through a cloud so like when you might you might not be present and grounded mm-hmm. down and you might be too much in your head um that's so when they show up <laughs> show up for you so i don't know if today you were in your head and then like all this stuff happened and like things thoughts were racing um they said that you had a little like worries about like oh i have to get this done i'm not going to be able to do this thing it's going to be canceled yeah that's what they brought the heat <laughs> um, yes storm um, that way or I was just thinking about going back to my wedding I remember getting that intuition of like I was worrying about the stupidest little things like things that literally didn't matter and then the storm happened and it just took my mind right off of all those and I was like oh none of that matters at all like none of it yeah. doesn't matter at all <laughs> because yeah. there's freaking trees being ripped out of the ground yeah <laughs> so they're so dramatic. I love it. And I actually did see your ancestors. There was another instance, the exorcism. <laughs> Just a little exorcism in the house. No big deal, everybody. <laughs> but your ancestors were there and they're like so like happy and joyful and like funny. So it makes sense why they they bring those experiences to uh, your reality. Yeah. 
I love that. And, Thank you. Ambie, um, yours, like, they overwhelm your system when it's like you're feeling a little disconnected from your body and a little ungrounded. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. Yeah. So, like, it's like just reconnect, um, appreciate this body, this vessel that you're in right now. Don't overthink what's happening with the vessel. Just allow it. Okay. That makes sense. I get that message. It also seems like, because this happens to me too, and this might be outside of ancestry and more so like guides too, but it looks like your cars are kind of a reflection of like your body. <laughs> like if something's wrong with your car, it's like, ooh, pay You're attention super to psychic. yourself. You're super psychic, Nike. <laughs> so fucking psychic. My car is in the shop right now. Tesla? Yeah. Your Tessie? Yeah. My Tessie is in the shop right now. Oh no. Because it has holes in the bumper. they fixed it i can pick it up tomorrow but yeah when you said that you be careful when you pick psychic friends because there's no hiding from them i'm just kidding thank you for that message no yeah of course so you can already see just like tapping in with those brief things is like whoa it makes sense yeah Mm -hmm. It makes, it makes me feel, like, loved, actually. Like, it makes me yeah. look at my life differently. I mean, I already had that sense in a way of, like, that it's all, all of this craziness. It's happening for you. You know, it's something that you're – it, it makes you – you know, all the things you go through, they always make you stronger and give you more perspective and information. But I what you've shared, it really resonates with the, it makes me feel loved. It makes me feel like surrounded and taken care of. And, um, I was, I I forget if I shared this on the podcast, but, um, when I was in Sedona, just to speak to a little bit of, of Nike and what she does when I was in Arizona, everyone had left except me. I got stuck at the airport for two extra days, basically no flight. It just, no matter what, the flight just kept getting canceled. The crew was missing. Like, everything that could happen happened. And I was like, I'm never going to leave. I think I'm just going to be that Tom Hanks movie where the guy, he just lives in the airport because that's going to be me. And um, <laughs> and Nikki messaged me and was like, I think your ancestors, like, there's something that they want to say to you. I think this is due to your ancestors, like you are mentioning. And then you guided me through having a conversation with them. And it was so wild because I did and I felt also after I talked to them, I felt larger. I felt surrounded. I felt like I had a posse. You know what I mean? Like I felt like I had a crew behind me. And then the freaking crew showed up out of nowhere and everybody was shocked. And then we got on a plane and I was home. Like it, it worked out. So, I mean, it just all manifested. So um, I just wanted to share that story again because it, it was showed me the power um it showed me and it made me feel really good that energetic feeling that they were all around me like I felt bigger as a person and as a spirit and that made Mm. me feel safe and loved so yeah and that connection too I think has really supported me in like some really dark moments because I feel like all of us can relate to feeling lonely even we might be surrounded Mm -hmm. by people there's like a sense of loneliness especially when we are going through our healing and we're navigating this human experience and we're trying to do better Mm -hmm. um and we're not engaging in the toxic things or the things that didn't serve us before to soothe us 
So we kind of have to find our own self-soothing and ancestors are like the best self-soothing because they're there. They're there to nurture you, to guide you, to support you. It's like when we say it takes a village to raise a child, they're your village and you're still able to take on that inner child role of like, I'm still going to be taken care of and like made breakfast and like packed a lunch, even if they're channeling through me. Like my ancestors, like I just did my hair. They helped me do my hair, okay? I don't know how you to- You are glowing well. today. Yeah, you're literally gonna, glowing right now. I was gonna say like, you, like there's something about you today. Like you're, I feel like your spirit feels elevated. I feel like your like wisdom is like next level. It already is, you know, but then, and then your beauty is like, I mean, you are radiating. Yeah. You literally look like an angel right now. Nike. Yeah. Thank like, you. Like I'm a little like, am I dying? Am I seeing <laughs> Nike, the angel, like <laughs> taking me to heaven? What is happening? No, I'm joking. But you look stunning. You, you yeah. really do. And you I literally mean, are People glowing. on Facebook are like, yes, she is glowing. Yes. Yeah. So. And it's literally because I'm connecting with them, not only them, but like the ancestral hub. Apparently yeah. now I'm channeling ancestral wisdom, which is like, okay, thank you for the role, I guess. The pressure's <laughs> on. But I look elevated and I look angelic, even though I'm grounded down. Mm, yeah, Absolutely you can still attract all of that while being grounded. It doesn't always have to be, you have to be up here in order to connect with that. I'm very grounded and I connect with goddesses like nothing. And they're a very like <laughs> elevated being. Yeah. So the beauty and the understanding that you can have both and you can balance both and your ancestors can streamline that experience for you too. Mm, it's beautiful. That. And um, by the way, Emily Bondurant is on Facebook. She says, so stunning, Nike. Um, hi. hi, Emily. Um, I also wanted to, somebody asked a question a little while ago. Is it okay if I ask? Um, so Andrea Stevenson says, I was late. So if you already went over this, just disregard. But I was curious. I feel like I feel my spirit guides often around me. But I feel like I get messages often that my ancestors are around me. Is there any way to know how to tell the difference? The first thing that comes to mind, I'm just going to play, not devil's advocate, but ponder. <laughs> Does it matter? Mm, good point. I oftentimes don't differentiate between who's speaking to me necessarily. I just know it comes from love. Unless I specifically have to, like, oh, Athena's coming in for the specific thing. Oh, this ancestral lineage is coming in for the specific thing. They're all one and the same. They're all your spiritual LinkedIn. They're connected to each other. They're talking to each other. One of them is dropping you an angel number and another one's making that thing fall. Like, they have to work together yeah. as a collective. There's, they, are, they are very wise, so they understand Let's work like better, not harder. <laughs> Let's smarter. work smarter. Let's work more in tune. So it very might be one or the other, but it's most likely it's both. Hmm. Uh, Andrea says, 
or Andrea, and I'm sorry, says, I actually love that response. Thank you. And Sabrina says, such a good point. LOL, spiritual LinkedIn. (laughs) That was a good one. That was a good one. So I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. I have been seriously um, attracted to witchcraft lately, um, like just feeling this pull towards it. And well, I say that, but then like when it comes down, I saw this TikTok that was so me. Anyway, when it comes down to like actually like mixing the herbs and stuff, I'm like, well, I'll do it later. So mm-hmm. is that part of like ancestral work? Is this like what are what are your thoughts? Do sometimes our ancestors pull us in one direction spiritually or physically, or how does that work? I'm going to ask a clarification question. Okay. So you're attracting, or you're attracted to witchcraft, but the craft part of like working with herbs is it only is that like the main focus? No, that doesn't appeal to me. Like I don't want to go forage <laughs> in the woods. I don't. You know how I feel about that. Um, but the <laughs> But the um, idea of like uh, spell work and the idea of like intentional work and things like that is really been interesting to me. And also like the history behind witchcraft is interesting too. Mm, Okay, I see. Um, And do you feel like you're kind of in this position of like, ooh, this is intriguing, but I am wanting to learn more before I completely dive into it? Yes. Okay. Um, Just tapping in, it seems like it's a part of your lineage that was tapped into. However, they want you to consciously reconnect in a conscious, oh, everybody said conscious, an intentional way that um, doesn't take away from other forms of witchery. So it looks like specifically they're saying it's time for you to research, to listen, to watch videos and really understand the craft that you want to pursue because there's so many different types of witchcraft. Yeah. Um, And the things that you're drawn to like intuitively and ancestrally, Mm -hmm. yes, we start to do things and we're like, wait a second, why am I doing this? And then you might do a quick Google search and it's like, well, years ago, the people of Virginia used to do right? this. <laughs> um, but it seems like they have been kind of nudging you, but also saying there's a specific type of witchery that they want you to explore. Not just like TikTok witchery, you know, or like <laughs> what everyone else is doing. Like it's an intentional type of witchery. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Thank you. A green green book is popping up. I don't know if there's like Green Witch or something. Oh, write that down. Um, You want, are you sure you don't want to do like apothecary, like not forage for them, but like have it delivered to you and then like have it delivered to you? Yeah, you can get herbs anywhere. Yeah. I could do that. (laughs) Yeah. I could do that. That That's cool. I mean, that's pretty cool. I like that. I think I've been really um, full transparency, everybody. My biological mother claimed that she was a witch, and I'm sure that she was. But she was a really negative witch, 
And um, so it always turned me off. Like anything that she was associated with, really, I went the other way. Um, so I don't have any like uh, negative views on witchcraft or witches, only that like it was associated with this person, you know? Yeah, but also witch is a colonialist term. So like witch was specifically made in English to support colonialism. Mm. Uh, and so even when we talk about witchcraft, sometimes we have a certain idea like this is what witchcraft is without realizing that the intersectionality of witchcraft hasn't really been honed in the metaphysical, spiritual Western community. And so being a witch is this being a bitch with a W, to be honest. It's like connecting to nature, connecting to yourself, connecting to herbs, practices and believing that you're so magical enough that mm. something's going to happen. Like I, and I'm pretty witchy. Um, <laughs> I burn a bay leaf every single night. I have a manifestation. I'm like, I want it. I got it. I just write it on yeah. a bay leaf. I burn it the next day. Usually boom, it's there. I'm very specific with it though. I get my bay leaves delivered. <laughs> She's not foraging for them. That is what I have chose to do. That's all I can handle right now. Um, Am I a witch? Sure, I could call myself that. But am I invoking magic in a human form? Yes, 110%. And I think they just want you to invoke magic in your human form. Okay. If, like... Ambie, also, if you had, like, witches in your ancestry, there's, like, nothing that... I don't know if that's just because I know you, but, like, it's, like, when I look at you, I'm, like, that makes 150... I, like, I see that so clearly. It's, it's like, it makes complete sense to me. And I, and I think you are a very magical person, too. Like, we've talked about this before. When people are in your presence, more things happen to them. I think because you hold this vibration and create this environment of this certainty in the magic, in the things that can happen, and there's an effect that you have on the people around you. I've seen it happen a million times. I've experienced it a million times where you just, you just like like um, Nike said, you just know that that magical thing's going to happen or you are more certain about it. I don't know. So. Well, thank you. Yeah. Like when I was baptizing people at the retreat? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Whatever. I remember that, thank you. All the things you do. Yeah. And honestly, I made my first spell jar like a couple months ago. And I just that just keeps popping up for you. Yeah, that sounds like, fun. Just playing around with it, the ritual, the oh um, intentionality behind it, and just like letting it flow. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. That's cool. When we, um, Nike and I, when we did our session, you did, you held space for me because I did um, a session with you and we talked about open practices and closed practices um, when dealing with like ancestral work. Can you talk a little bit about that if, if that's appropriate now? Yeah, definitely. Um, What specifically? So like, so, like, remember how I told you, like, the egg cleansing um, and, like, checking your energy with an egg? So that's not something that I ever tell people that I do on a regular. That's something I do on a more regular basis than I really let on. Um, 
And I wanted to make sure that I wasn't being disrespectful. And that's why I haven't really spoken about it a lot. Um, so things like that, different rituals like that, that I've always been intuitively guided to do, even since I was a small kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah. So I think the first thing to know is like, what is closed and why is it closed and what is open? So closed practices, the majority of the people who have participated in that spirituality and they have the historical understanding and they're a part of that historical culture, um, sometimes they ask for their practices to be closed. A very um, prominent um, example of this is indigenous people to the Americas. A large portion of them have asked for a lot of their practices to be closed and for others to not participate in them due to historical context. Like until the 1970s, a lot of indigenous people were banned from actually participating in their spiritualities, speaking their own language and with the history of the missionaries and the huge ancestral trauma that hasn't occurred and still manifests itself today. Um, they have asked for that. Now, some people indulge in it and some people have decided not to. It's really up to your own discernment, but the ask is there, so it makes it closed. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different spiritualities that are not native to the areas that we're in that have been brought and kind of um, shared with us that are open just because something is closed doesn't mean it's always going to be closed. And just because something is open doesn't mean it's always going to be open. So it's also being conscious and connecting with the people of that community, which is so, which is why it's so important to be inclusive and intersected in our spirituality um, to check in and see whether things are okay. Because again, we have to consider what's happening historically and also in that moment. Um, So I believe, because I like to do my research, that balance again with like, yes, the intuitive, but also the physical, what's going on? How can I connect to the human experience and understand the womb so I don't um, put on more um, trauma? Um, Doing the egg cleanse was, is a part of an open practice. Mm -hmm. Um, And it looks like you also did your research. I think when we were talking about it, like you did your research, um, about it and you looked at authentic sources so you engaging in that um it's probably actually very well welcome i think people have this misconception because of closed practices and how a lot of people who are part of these um indigenous spiritual communities have been you know being firm in that boundary they kind of have this misconception that others don't want to share the culture it's simply not that others are trying to preserve their peace and heal in peace. And if we don't allow them to do that, it's going to prolong the um, hurt and the wounds. And so open practices, it's really just doing your due diligence and also going to those communities and learning from them to make sure that you're engaging in a conscious, intentional, and also healthy way. Healthy in the sense that you are connecting to yourself and you are giving yourself the chance to not participate in wounding someone else. And also you are giving peoples of that community to have a voice and a say over the cultural and spiritual practices that they're sharing with the world, that they have done the really important work of 
connecting to and holding as well, because there's so many of us that maybe um, a part of our lineage, it's disconnected to that, right? They decided mm-hmm. not to do that practice. And it takes a lot. There are some people who they share these practices um, with the world because they've kept them and they've allowed them even in the face of death, even in the face of mm-hmm. threats, even if the in the face of um, violence. And so being respectful in that way and really connecting to the communities in an intentional way and not bypassing that human part that may be uncomfortable is really what's key when it comes to engaging in closed and open practices and like intuitive things that are popping up for you that you're trying to figure out whether you should continue doing it or discontinue. So um, Ambie in our session, because we were able to like tap in and it seems like you felt good of like this happened intuitively. I did my research and now um, I feel good continuing to do this. Um, It also, I don't know if you've done it since it probably puts your mind at ease too as well. Yeah. Because you learn how to like read the egg yolk and you learn how to, you learn how to uh, read all of the symbols and what they mean and then how to, help cleanse your energy and things like that. But it is something that intuitively, like I'm not supposed to teach. I'm not supposed to teach it. And so I don't, because I don't want to be disrespectful and I don't want to cause more hurt because it is more prominent in Spanish culture and I am not Spanish. So (laughs) So yeah. And that's a very important key too, because oftentimes, and this has even happened to myself. Yes we engage in the activity doesn't mean that you should be teaching it and doesn't mean that you should be accepting money for it. Exactly. I never do either of those things. What's interesting, what's coming up intuitively right now is Reiki. So Mm -hmm. I'm 99% sure that it's an open practice because we went over a lot of the common open and closed practices. And I remember, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think I remember you saying Reiki is open. However, the first time, I remember this clear as day. I think I called Alexa after. The first time that I tried to do Reiki on someone, intuitively, I audibly heard someone say to me, you're playing with energy you don't understand. Stop. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like this is not for me. No matter who's trying to push me in this direction, this is not something I'm supposed to be doing. And so I was wondering can there be open and closed practices individually for people? Yes, 110%. The first thing with Reiki that I want to just mention is Reiki was developed by um, a Japanese person. However, a lot of the teachings come from Hinduism. Mm -hmm. So already there's like some confusion there and people don't understand. Hinduism isn't closed. Um, However, I do believe in um, if I'm wrong please correct me and or dm me or anything like that because i'm always open to learning um but i believe hinduism isn't necessarily closed but you do have to um take the step to say that you're hindu just like with christianity you're baptized and um etc um but anyone can become hindu um so that's the thing about reiki i also have felt that the same way um Andy, because and then once i found that out i was like oh my ancestors are like where's the source yeah are you paying respect to the proper place 
um, which is what is really important to me. So that makes sense that they were probably like, "Mm, not right now. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not do this right now. Um, But in terms of the individual, yes, 100%. There's some things as an individual that might be open and then but because of our own lineage, our historical understanding um, and our culture, it's not open to us. And our ancestors do a good job of kind of nudging us. However, sometimes we don't want to listen. So, um, and other times we completely listen. If you are engaging in um, African spirituality and you're engaging in voodoo, which isn't negative. It's a witchcraft, just like any other white witchcraft, Mm -hmm. Um, even though it's been given the bad name because it's done by black people, therefore black magic. It's been given that kind of, um, that kind of programming that disconnects people from the true magical ability if you're engaging in that practice and you are a white-bodied person it's probably not going to work out very well for you sure you could try to do it however who's helping you on the other side that's something I would be very conscious about. Um, the beauty about connecting with our ancestors is we have this direct link with the spiritual practices that we know they understand and we know they can help us with. Mm-hmm. If we have no connection to this practice that we're curious about, we don't know who we're connecting to to help us through it on that other side. The mm. thing about magic is, magic is, yes, it comes within, but also everything that is below is also above and everything that's abo- uh, above is also below. So it has to be this give and take. There's this fluidity of it. So even though it's within you, it's also outside of you at the same time. So who is helping you? <laughs> that's what I would ponder. Because also, like we mentioned, there are some great ancestors and there are some ancestors who want revenge. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Something to think on. Feel (laughs) on. (laughs) I mean, that's that's such a good point because it's, it makes sense because I can't imagine the pain that people ancestors and different communities must feel and to have someone go ahead and again be disrespectful and again cause more trauma Mm -hmm. and again do those things with complete disregard like yeah it it makes very much sense right especially when we talk about generational trauma like even scientifically we have discovered that generational trauma can occur it can be passed down even though it didn't happen to that person and it happened to their grandparent or their great-grandparent that trauma still falls down we can understand that but sometimes we can't understand how the per the people who um who gave that trauma who participated in like giving the trauma that mm-hmm. also is passed down. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people say, 
oh, those were my ancestors. That wasn't me. Why are you so mad? Like I had no action. I had no um, participation in it. And like, I, now you're mad at me. I haven't done anything. I haven't done anything either. And I'm with the trauma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's again, there's this balance too. And like when we try to avoid it, it just becomes bigger and bigger and nothing is healed. Nothing gets done. It's like, it's, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Sorry, I just, okay. Um, it's like um, when people are having an argument and they can't see that like, it, do, it really doesn't matter where the argument started. It really doesn't, that's not the point. Like the point is like, do you want to resolve this or not, right? Like, do, and if you do, then each person has to take accountability for wherever they are and like sort it out now rather than that childish thing of going around and around and like, you did it, you did it, and not taking that accountability. I feel like the word I'm hearing is like that accountability piece. And so do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? happy? Yeah. Right? Key to a good marriage. Well, I've had a I've had a marriage counselor say that to me. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Yeah. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of embarrassment and a lot of shame mm -hmm. coming from, I can only speak for myself, white culture. And I think until we really face that, nothing's going to change. And pointing fingers and blaming and doing all of that has been going on for hundreds of years. That's not helpful. Like really owning that, yeah, a part of me is racist because that's the culture that I have grown up in. And I'm actively trying to unwind that piece of me, mm -hmm. you know? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Like, I really do feel like a lot, as we talk about oneness, mm -hmm. connecting with your ancestors is connecting to oneness because there was one that branched off and created us. Yeah. If you want to get to oneness, you get into shadow, you get into trauma, you get into misunderstanding, you get into empathy, you get into gifts. Mm -hmm. Connecting with your ancestors brings you closer to oneness because you're taking that, you're taking intentional time to understand the wounds, mm. to understand the why, and to understand <clears throat> what happened and how you could do better because you're going to be someone's ancestor. Mm. Absolutely. That's, wow. that's so beautifully I said. And so I'm thinking of like, I'm seeing people on like a podium, like leading the way, you know? I want to ask you, Nike, well, this, so we're basically at the end of our first part of this conversation and this conversation is going to continue over the coming weeks. But, you know, there's so many people in the comments right now saying stuff like, everything you're saying is giving me so many goosebumps and chills. I love the messages today. I love the way you're describing this. Like, I think people are, are reflecting back that like, oh, wow, this is something to consider. And this is something I haven't really thought about. And this is powerful. So it, for those people that might just be tuning in for the first time or hearing about ancestor work or thinking about ancestor work for the first time, what's a way or maybe like a take-home assignment or something like that that they could connect with their ancestors in a, even a small way today? Yeah. So actually I have an activity. Yay. Oh, cool. So this is my, one of my favorite spiritual books. It's called the women's book of spirit. It's like these little 
meditations to awaken your inner wisdom. That's what it says. But it's like these little prayers almost that you can read through. And then at the end, there's like an affirmation or an incarnation. And so I literally just like to say, okay, ancestors of love and highest intention. I like to say love and highest intention, not love and light, because my ancestors, for the most of them, were not light. Um, I only have 2% Portuguese and Portuguese are dark, like tan people anyway. So I don't know if I have any <laughs> um, because I'm really intentional with my words. So I say my ancestors of love and highest intention for my intention too. It's not the space for ancestors who are really pissed about something to come in right now. I set that boundary and I'm just like, okay, maybe I have a particular question. Maybe I'm just like, what do you want me to know at this moment? Send me a quick message. And I either allow a number to flow in or I just like pick a random page in the book, whatever, however your gifts like show up for you. Um, I'm actually getting two numbers. So I'm going to tap into both. The first one, I just picked the page and it says clearing away the cobwebs, which is so funny too, because um, spiders represent the feminine, but also our ancestors too. Oh, perfect. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to just tap into one part. Um, it says, in order to clear away the cobwebs, energize ourselves, and better access the wisdom of our intuition and our intellect, we have to give ourselves the gift of daily enjoyable movement. Our bodies, hearts, and minds will all be thankful. Um, so exercising the connection, your intuitive gifts, your intuitive understandings and your connection with your ancestors can help align that and then the number I got was 159 and we'll see what it says enjoying several seconds of bliss um, and I'm just going to tap into take a time a quiet time to think of or write down some of your blissful moments when you have a list compiled gently close your eyes and allow yourself to move in a calm relaxed state. Settle down comfortably and imagine yourself transported into a fabulous room with every precious person in your life. In this magical space, also understand there are other treasures beyond what you see. Mm. And the affirmation is, I'm thankful for the moments of bliss that bless my life. I stop often to enjoy several seconds of bliss. So that seems like they're just saying, take in the moment, recognize us, witness us, and know that you are surrounded by loving things and the things that you love. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much you. for what a perfect way to end this part of the segment. How can people work with you, Nike? So there's a couple ways I do um, ancestral connection sessions that are just one session where I build the connection between you and your ancestors and you leave understanding your ancestral power, your gifts, and also how you can work with them. Um, it's just one session though. And I really think that ancestral work is just like any other intuitive part of yourself that you want to hone so like if you're honing your mediumship or you being a psychic you should consistently do that so I also have 
an option where I do three-month ancestral connection, healing, and um, coaching, where like we get into it. We get into the wombs, we get into the showers, but we also we get into like the love and the gifts and the power that you've, you've incarnated in. And just as you can see with Andy and Alexa, like even the way that their ancestors show up to like nag them is different. So it's really <laughs> unique to the individual. And I also am very ethically conscious. So with every ancestral connection that I do, I really want to put the power within your hands because your connection to your ancestors is sacred. I cannot connect to them. I'm holding the vessel and I'm creating the container and I'm allowing my ancestors to connect with them and hold the vibration. However, you're the one who can truly understand their stories and the things and the thoughts that they have for you. And so I do that in the sessions um, because it's such a potent part of yourself too. There is some trauma that your ancestors don't want to tell me because they're unimaginable and that's okay. But you should feel empowered enough to feel like you can navigate that and I can be there as the support. So those are ways you can work with me. Um, and then I have a workshop coming up in October soon about ancestral connection. It's a quick workshop about um, creating the space to connect with your ancestors. Awesome. That sounds amazing. And uh, many people on here are like saying, many people on Facebook are like, I literally pulled the ancestor card this morning from one of my Oracle decks. Uh, This is like, it feels like this is so just like divinely timed as always. And Nike, we are going to put, um, for those of you listening to the audio version of this, we're going to put Nike's information in the show notes. You'll just go there and you can link right to her and all of her packages and her offerings and her workshop. And thank you so much for being here and for just like truly like dropping some serious wisdom and some beauty and power today. It's I was just sitting here as you were uh, wrapping up and reading those passages. And I just felt the sense of truly like calm and peace and almost like, I almost felt like someone was like rocking me, like it just really loving energy. So if that's the ancestors, I'm down for it. <laughs> I'm in. Um, and you will be back next week, uh, for more, a deeper dive an even deeper dive. Yeah. And actually they're reminding me this too. Um, with my Patreon for Pretty Intuitive, my podcast, mm-hmm. I do Ancestor, a part of the tiers, the last tier is Ancestor Circles, where it's like, it's a circle, we're connecting, your ancestors are showing up and they're sharing with you. Mm-hmm. Right now, I have one patron, I'm so excited, and it's Sammy Jean. Shout Sammy! Who was on here, or might still be on here. Oh my goodness, yay! Uh, so it's it's gonna it's um, next week if you want to sign up and like connect with your ancestors in a really safe and potent space, and you want to start making that first step. Otherwise, it's just gonna be me and Sammy, and we're gonna have a fun old time. Super, <laughs> Sammy's gonna get a VIP experience. Let me tell VIP. you. <laughs> yeah. So you guys check out the Patreon. Patreon's just such an amazing way to like get access to awesome services, but at maybe more like cost-effective price. Mm-hmm. Is that a term? Yeah. yeah, just in 
yeah, more accessible way. So definitely check out the Patreon, um, if anything, and or at the very least, check that out and and get some get a VIP experience while you can. And, and check out Nike's podcast, Pretty Intuitive. Indeed. Were you just going to say that? Sorry. No. No, I wasn't. You got it. We work together as a team. Love it. There we go. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for tuning in on Facebook. Thank you for listening. Nike, thank you for being here. We love all of you. And until next time, keep on blooming, everybody. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Podcast.